Hi, hello, is this Tamarkis? Yeah, uh, Tommy. This is Tom Bryson. How can I help you, brother? And by the way, just want to let you know that this call is going to be recorded and potentially uploaded to YouTube, okay? Oh, okay, then. Yeah. All right. How can I help you, brother? Um, I, w I want to go with just trying to organize myself um, as far as my income and expenses. Um, I already have my total income laid out. I have my expenses laid out and how much I take home. And after three years, I will be losing at least $500 of that expenses. Um, I've mm -hmm. been following your portfolio, you and Joseph Carson. So I have two different accounts mm -hmm. in M1 Finance of $1,000 each. Mm -hmm. um, I recently started. I don't do none of the gambling, day trading stuff. I just stuck to, like, basically, your, your, you guys' strategy. You guys are more on my lane. Um, I'm a low income. I work at the hospital. I make about 30000 I'm basically 30000 a year, 1391 an hour, um, and mm -hmm. I'm full-time. And I, and, I, and I just I just wanted advice um, on, on what I should be doing, and I, and I just want to help. Um, oh, okay. All right, so it sounds like my name is Tamarkis. Um, I make a decent amount of money, and I just want to get started with investing. Is that is that right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay, and you said you already know exactly how much money you spend. How much money do you spend per month? Um, in expenses per month, I'm um, spending a thousand three hundred and fifty-two dollars. A thousand three hundred. So you're telling me that after, for example, you have around eight hundred dollars left over every month? Um, no, I have. Yeah, I have about a thousand dollars and seventy-nine. I have one thousand seventy-nine dollars and seventy-two cents left over, and my income wow. is two thousand four thirty-one. Wow, wow. And what are you currently doing with that money? Um, so far, uh, I have a $10 Acomes account that deducts every Friday. Mm -hmm. um, I have an M1 Finance account with two separate portfolios. Mm -hmm. I have um, I have $1,000 in M1 Finance, and I have one of your portfolios and the other one. Um, and then also, I have... Um, I have a Robinhood account, but mm -hmm. I don't have nothing in it. I own, I own like 22 shares of AMC, but I, I feel as though that's something I need to stop doing mm -hmm. because I just feel like it's gambling. Mm -hmm. And I and I don't want to add more to it personally. I just want to stick more to the solid things. Like, mm -hmm. like you know how you were saying, what Warren Buffett was saying. Yeah. So here's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like right now you're just trying to see exactly what works, right? Yeah, I'm trying to build a strategy and stick to it. Okay. So I'll answer the first question, right? Which is basically, I saw you, you commented and you said, for example, how much should I be investing into my portfolio or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Okay. So once you're ready to start investing, the answer is going to be anywhere from 10 to 25% of your money should be going into your portfolio or into your investing. Now, what does that mean? It means, for example, you should be maxing out your Roth IRA first, right? That's around $6,000, so it's around like $500 per month. On top of that, you should go ahead and say, okay, any money left over, I can put that, for example, into my 401k. By the way, do you get like a match at your at your job? Yeah, uh, yeah, I work for uh, the hospital. Mm -hmm. um, they matched me at 6%, so I just went 7% Roth. 
Yeah, yeah. So what, what, what you would want to do is basically say, yo, um, let me go ahead and max out the percentage to actually get all that free money. Whatever money's left over, you put it into the Roth IRA, right? You max it out. And then whatever money's left over, you can put it, for example, into a taxable account. Now, as far as, for example, what to invest into, it's going to be very hard to move forward if you have like 20 different strategies or even two, right? Because you kind of like having your money like spread very thin, especially because you're investing like around a thousand dollars, something like that, which is a lot of money, by the way, over a long period of time. But if you spend them, for example, 500 over here, then 20 over here, it's going to be pretty hard. So my advice would be is, okay, don't take my advice for it. Read, for example, um, the little book about common sense investing by John C. Bogle, and that book will tell you exactly why I use the portfolio that I use, right? The whole goal is to basically have a spread between the US market, international market, into bonds, into um, real estate, into the emerging markets and small cap markets. The whole goal is you wanna be spread all around. So basically you don't take that much risk. And overall, over a long period of time, it's going to help you out a ton. So if I were you right now, what I would do is start investing between 10 to 25% if you're ready to start investing. Does that make sense? And pick a portfolio that you're actually gonna to stick to. Okay. Now, here here's what I mean as far as like, hey, Tommy, all right, so how do I know I'm ready to start investing, right? The first question is, are you debt-free right now? Say it again. Are you debt-free right now? Uh, yeah. So you have zero debt, no student loan debt, no credit card debt, no 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 loans of any kind. You're debt free. Yeah, I, I, I got my credit card actually coming in the mail today. Okay, so as far as like your credit card, here's what I would tell you to do. You would probably want to cut the credit card and then basically you have like Netflix or like um Apple Music or Internet Bill. Yeah, I just have um and my expenses, I just have Comcast my PSN and my Hulu Disney and that, that's because my family uses the Disney. Yeah, so I'd probably put like put on the, I have Hulu Disney by the way, it's pretty cool. I would probably put on the Hulu Disney on the credit card and just set the credit card to auto pay. That way you build credits, but you're not out there trying to use your credit card and potentially going into debt. Now, the cool thing is bro, that right now you're debt free and you're in a good spot. Now, do you have a full blown emergency fund right now? Emergency fund? Yeah, I'm at uh, 1,200, but I want to try to get it up to um, 8,000 because that'll okay. cover at least, from what I'm saying, my expenses is that'll cover at least six months of expenses. Yeah, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome right there. So your expenses are $1,300 multiplied by six. That's around 7,800. So, yeah, $8,000 would be great. Now, here would be my advice, right? As far as like, okay, if I make, you said $2,400? Per month? How much I make per month? Yeah. Uh two thousand four hundred and thirty one dollars. Okay, that's so two thousand four hundred. That's it. Right now, bro, honestly, Demarcus, you're spending around like fifty four percent of your income is going to our expenses, which is actually awesome by the way. What I would do is I would put around all the extra money towards um emergencies and just basically put around like ten percent just for investing. And then as far as, for example, debt, you have no debt. As far as, far as fun, you can use 1% of your money for that. And then as far as charity, just 1%. So basically, the bulk is going to go into emergencies. 
and then only around 10% into investing. That's what I would do right now. Now, what happens is this, okay? Over a six months to eight months period, you're going to have this AK you actually need, but you also have, for example, a hefty investment account, and you'll still have like a good balance as far as like fun and charity and so on. Now, once you have a full-blown emergency like fund, by the way, where do you live? Uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. So like, okay, yeah, your houses are pretty good around there. So, okay, so once you're done with that part, right, you have your emergency fund and everything's taken care of, the next step would be basically, okay, so what do I do now? I have an emergency account, I have some investments. The answer is you want to start considering, should I buy a house, right? If you're going to buy a house, use the 33% rule. I have a video on that also. And the idea is when you buy a house, get on a 15-year mortgage, and then what you want to do is because you have no emergencies anymore because that's that's funded, you have no debt, no, no more of that either, right? What you have left is basically... Yeah. Your investment, you can raise it up from like um 10% to 15 to 25%. And that's your 5%. If basically you're gonna have kids and you wanna invest, for example, into the 529 account. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I was looking up the UGMA just in case he ain't just in case he ain't wanna go to college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can get a 529 account and just start contributing to that. That way, if they do want to go to college, you can have that money there to actually go ahead and help them out. Now, once you buy this home on a 15-year mortgage following the 33% rule, the idea is you want to grab at least 15% of the money you make and throw it towards the mortgage. That way you're done a lot faster with it. It shouldn't take you more than like um, eight to 10 years to be 100% debt-free as far as the house. Once you're done with that, you have no debt, a fully funded account, a large investment, and all you have to do is basically keep investing, your expenses are a lot lower now. And if you want to have more fun, you can if you want to. And if you want to basically do more charity, you can if you want to. I have, I have, uh, I'm a low maintenance kind of person. I really mm-hmm. don't buy none. Um, so that, that's, that's one of the reasons why I have money mm-hmm. uh, laying around. I, um, I, this, one of the portfolios that I, that I had was the growth and that was the, um, the ETFs, the S and P 500s, I, I really like those. The rules, the VEs, the Van- I really like Vanguard from what I'm learning about it. Yeah, and I mean, then, then, I mean, you can open up your Roth IRA with M one Finance and invest directly into that um ETF portfolio if you want to. Nothing wrong with that. So, so I should. I, that's another question I'm, I'm trying to understand. Yeah, go ahead. I have a Roth with my with my job. Am I? Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to have some other type of Roth. Well. Do you have a Roth IRA with them or a Roth 401k with them? There's a difference. Roth, I have a Roth 401k with my job. Yeah. So a Roth 401k is more of an employer retirement, right? And then a Roth IRA is more like a personal one for yourself. You can have two separate ones. It's fine. Now, with the Roth 401k, by the way, great choice. All that money is in there is going to be yours. And if at any moment... You basically leave the employer. You can always roll all that money over into your Roth IRA tax-free. So you can go, for example, into M1 Finance. You sound excited. You can go, for example, into M1 Finance and basically click um, open up an account and open up a Roth IRA. Right? That money is going to grow 100% tax-free. It'll be there. Once you're done with that employer, eventually, if you want to, you don't have to leave your job whenever you want. But the idea is, if you do leave your job, you know, just always go ahead and say, hey, I want to roll over all that money from my Roth 401k into my Roth IRA, and that's going to be 100% tax-free. Okay. Yeah. And by the way, um, I'm guessing that you have, for example, index funds with them, right? 
index fund? Yeah, with the with the four one k the Roth four one k at your job. Uh, I believe so. I, yeah. I, I just I signed up for it last month, but I can change it anytime. It's possible. I wasn't a hundred percent sure mm-hmm. what everything meant, so I told them just just give me the standard. I think mutual funds one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I asked I asked because basically. If you do pick, for example, the Vanguard index funds that are basically like the, the mirrored version of the ETF I actually gave you in that portfolio, the idea is when the time comes, if you want to, you can convert those um, index funds into ETFs also 100% tax-free. And I can do that through my job? Yeah, because, I mean, cur- yeah, you can do that. So if you go ahead through your job and say, hey, do I have the, the, um, the permission to go ahead and pick the investment that she got, right? If they say yes, then great. If they say no, you can just keep investing through there. And the goal is, right, the employer money. What you want to get from them is basically all the free money they give you. So they say, hey, we're going to give you up to 6%. Invest just to get up to 6% of free money. Then you max out your Roth IRA. Whatever money is left over, you can grab that money to go ahead and say, hey, I'm going to put this money into a taxable account. Or, for example, by the way, remember, okay, you only invest between 10 to 25%. The rest of the money, when you do have a surplus, should be used for example, hey, I'm gonna save this money to put down between a 10 to 20% on a down payment on a home. That's the goal. So there's always gonna be a job for your money. The goal is every single dollar I make has a job. And those are usually gonna be six jobs, okay? Emergency, investments, paying back your debt. Well, you have no debt, which is awesome. Expenses, also having fun, and also charity. Those are the six jobs your money is going to have for you. So every time you get paid, you should have, for example, $0 left after you've done everything you're supposed to do. Okay. Do you, do you think I should close this Acorns account? Well, here's a story with me and Acorns, right? Back in 2018, I opened an account. I was investing around $500 per month. Everything was going great. When the pandemic hit, I invested another ten dollars to $20,000 inside of it. Everything was going great. Now, it turns out that mid-pandemic around, I think it was around like um, maybe August or so, Acorns decided to go ahead and say, hey, you know what? We're going to change our entire portfolio, right? So it changed the entire thing, all the investments, which means that to sell all the investments I had before to buy these new ones with my money. So that means I got taxed a bunch of money, which means I never want to be in a position where a company has the power to say, hey, you know what? Um, we don't need to portfolio anymore. We're going to go ahead and switch over. And I don't care if we have to cost you a lot of money in taxes. So as far as for me, I don't like not having the freedom. So I stop using Acorns and I just use M1 Finance because basically that portfolio, I get to keep it no matter what. And only me, Tommy Bryson, can go ahead and say, hey, I'm going to go ahead and change it whenever I want to. But Acorns cannot do that. M1 Finance cannot do that. And that's why I no longer use Acorns. Okay. I'm, that, all right. Thank you for that. I, hmm. I felt like that's just another way I'm just spreading myself thin and I could be investing somewhere. Yeah, else. yeah, yeah. You, you just got to you just gotta be like, um, be purposeful with everything you do, you know? So every dollar you have should have a job. So when you get paid, you say, all right, so I'm going to break this up. I'm going to grab 10, 20%, save it for emergencies. That way, like I'm done with that a lot faster. I'm going to grab 10%, put it, for example, that for investing, whether it's, for example, in the Roth 401k to get the max match. And then the rest of the money goes, for example, into my Roth IRA. I'm going to grab the rest of the money, my expenses, some for fun, on top of some for charity. That's the goal. So when you're done getting paid, everything should be done for you. And by the way, right, it sounds like a lot, 
but it's not. Because once you go to M1 Finance, you click, for example, auto transfers, and it automatically invests that money. And so will your job for you too, right? So everything from the investment side is done for you. The savings side. Now, do you have a savings account right now? Because I did see that you mentioned something about um savings accounts. Yeah, I have it through my bank, but I've been doing, I've been listening around trying to hear what people think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, people there on the internet, they're mentioning try to find like a high yielding savings online bank that's FDIC mm-hmm. insured. Yeah, so yeah, FDIC. You get a high uh, yielding uh, savings account. It's, it's better than going through a regular bank, which is only giving you like zero point five percent. So your, mm-hmm. your dollar only, you only get like two dollars per year. It's kind of like the average. What bank do you have right now? Uh, I'm with Woodlands. Woodlands. That's like a local bank in your area. Yeah, that's a local bank. Um. All right. So my advice would be this. Okay, when it comes to your emergency fund. You do want to have that money, for example, in a high yield savings accounts. Now, there's always going to be a lot of playing around like, hey, one year this company offers 1%, but the next year there's another company offering, for example, 1.2%. Those are like two penny questions, okay? You don't want to waste your time on that. You just want to pick an account. For me, that account that I really, really, really like is called Wealthfront or, for example, SoFi, right? SoFi is also a great account. Now, the idea is, okay, all your money is going to be working for you in a separate place. The only reason you wanna have a high yield savings accounts is just to hold, for example, your emergency money. So once you open up, for example, a Wealthfront account or a SoFi account, you wanna set it so it automatically requests the money every single time you get paid so it can start filling itself up. Now, why do you want that separate? Because basically, if things get bad, what I don't want you to do is say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to grab some money from here and then put it into my spending. No, you want to have the money separate. That way you're less tempted to go ahead and use that money. Does that make sense? Yeah. And you, you remove impulse. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what you're doing. So the way I would set it up is basically, I'm guessing you get paid your money through the Williams Bank. That's where you receive your checks. Um, no, my checks go through uh, ADP, and then I just transfer my money, and then I just take put my money in my Woodlands bank. I, I try to keep my money in different places. Mm-hmm, Somewhere, mm-hmm. like I leave my check-ins for my check-ins, and then I make like my work card is my own card I pay my bills on. Yeah, so that's actually a great system. What I would do is basically I'd probably use the Woodlands bank just for expenses because basically they don't pay you anything. Right. So you can use that for your fixed expenses, like your rent and whatever else you have. And then, for example, like your variable ones, like groceries and so on. So have the money go to that one just for expenses. Your emergency like accounts, you can have that, for example, with Wealthfront or SoFi automatically sent over there. Your investments, well, in reality, that's going to be requested every single month, for example, by M1 Finance. If you want, you can send the money directly over there. That way it's there. And by the way, M1 Finance also has, for example, a free check-ins. So keep that in mind, too. And and then as far as, for example, the debt, you don't have any debt. Um, fun, you can grab 1%. Say, hey, I'm going to grab this money, this 1%, and go out there and have some fun with it. Charity, it can also be automated. Okay. I wanted to ask about the um, the Roth IRA. That that was the topic I, I just I know I, I just learned from you. Mm-hmm. Um, just then. Um, so... I want to max it out to, to six. I want to apply six thousand. I want to pay it as much as I can. Max it out to six thousand, then yeah. remove it. Well, well, max it out well, well, not, well, not, well, not max it out. Let me explain this. Let me explain this thoroughly, right? 
what I'm telling you is how to use ratios, right? Ratios are basically percentages you're going to use for your money, right? So your priority right now is basically building a foundation. That's the stage you're on. You're on stage two of my entire plan. That means your priority is to start investing, but to also focus on building an emergency fund, right? So that's your main focus, emergency fund. So that's why I say, for example, hey, grab 10 to 20% of your money and put it towards emergencies, right? And that account separately. Then you want to grab 10% of the money you make and put it towards investing. That means, for example, maxing out the match at your company. And also whatever money's left over, you put it, for example, into your Roth IRA. Now, obviously, if you're making $2,400 and you grab, for example, 10% of that, that's only going to be $240, right? So after you, for example, max out the match, you might not have anything left over for your Roth IRA. That's fine. You know, because again, our priority right now is to just build up an emergency fund. Once you're done with the emergency fund, you can focus on more and more investing. But the point is, if at any point you do lose a job or anything like that, the goal is, hey, I have six months or three months here to say, hey, I'm good to go. Everything's going to be fine. Does that make sense? Yeah, this is, yeah, and this is after um my, my, my Roth through my company, it automatically comes out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you, so you're, so this is, um, the, the, um, the, your income is based on the company already taking the money out, basically. That's what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, this is after taxes, after everything. Yeah, this so then. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's awesome. So just calculate the percentage they're taking. So, for example, if your actual wage is twenty five hundred. Right. Then say, OK, what percentage are they taking from me? If that that should be like around six percent, something like that, like six percent. So that means. I, you have I give them, Go I ahead. Give them seven, match six. Yeah. So you give them, just give them six. Just get all the free money and then you grab the extra four percent and you put it, for example, into your Roth IRA. Yeah, so that way you're building up your Roth IRA. But remember, once you're done with the emergency account, the goal is I want to bump my investments from 10% to between 10 to 20 to 25%. That's the goal there. But once you hit stage three, it's all about lowering your expenses by basically buying a home. So when you buy this home, again, the priority is freedom here, right? So once you buy this home on a 15-year mortgage, you're going to be throwing, for example, an extra 15% towards the mortgage to basically pay this off as fast as possible, all while you're basically investing too. And this is the 33% rule? Yeah. So the 33% rule basically means the home you buy cannot take more than 33% of your monthly income on a 15-year mortgage. So that includes, for example, the mortgage. Um, the maintenance, the, um, the taxes, everything, HOA fee, insurance, everything included cannot exceed, for example, more than 33% of your monthly income. You can either put down, for example, a 10% down payment at minimum, or for example, a 20% down payment, which I really recommend because basically that way you basically avoid um, mortgage insurance. But if you can't, 10% is going to be just enough. It's going to be fine. Okay. Well, thank you, I with this, but I was trying to get organized. Yeah, man. So uh, uh, you, you were one thing I can tell about you, man, is that you're very frugal, right? And frugal people are always going to get ahead. Um, however, the one thing you have to do is just make a decision. Like, hey, what portfolio am I going to follow? And let me just start this automatic way of investing. That way I don't have to think about it. So as far as like how much money you have disposable, 
for a mortgage will probably be like around $825. So the goal is you want to find a home where all the expenses are not going to cost you more than that. Where you can throw in a lot of money into the mortgage and be done very quickly, very fast. That way, imagine yourself. How old are you right now? Uh, 26. Yeah, so imagine yourself maybe like um like seven to eight to ten years down the line. You own your own home. You have no debt and you have a bunch of money in your investment account. That's not like the average person at all. So 36-year-old you is debt-free, owns a home, um, has an emergency account fully funded, a bunch of money in investments, can continue to invest, have more fun, buy the car you want for cash. Does that make sense? Does it sound good? Yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> yeah. See, that's what, you, that's what you're going to get Like if you follow it step by step. But you just take it easy. Step one is foundation. Emergency fund is your priority while you're investing a little bit. Step three is... Well, I want to go ahead and lower my expenses. I want to buy a home and keep investing. And then step four is just autopilot. Everything's done for you because you already did everything you needed to do. Just keep investing and have more fun and enjoy more of your wealth. So is it is it okay with with the other part? Because I want to. I definitely. I like Vanguard. I want to keep that. Mm-hmm. Is it okay if, if if I let go? Like my other my other portfolio, it, it just has like um like. It, it, it's a portfolio of like, let me see, let me see, I'm opening it. Because I, I, do I just leave my money in there or should I just? Okay. You probably asked me, Tommy, should I sell this or should I keep it in there? That's what you're asking, right? Yeah, like, because I'm not going to be investing more into it. It, yeah. it has like, like Costco, Disney, you know, yeah. Walmart. I have so- different sectors of it. Okay. So for that, what I follow is the 90-10 rule, right? What you're doing is speculation. As far as that, I want to invest 90% of my money into things I understand. So my portfolio, right? That's what I invest most of my money into. If I want to speculate, I can do that with 10% of my money and it won't hurt me or deviate me way too much. So if you want to keep that, that's fine. But just no, don't I mean, add any more money to it. Oh, so I can, because it's, it's a dividend portfolio. And I, yeah. I figured I'd just stop investing into it. And then I just invest only into the growth Vanguard portfolio. Yeah, yeah, you can do exactly, yeah, do that, do that, right? But don't add any more money to it. You don't have to sell it if you don't want to, but if you want to sell it and put that money in there, just make sure you have money on the side to cover the taxes when the time comes. But if you want to keep it in there and see how it does and so on, understand in a way you're speculating on that and understand you can lose everything. And that's fine. But just make sure it's not like the bulk of your money. And and then uh, with the tax thing, so I'd have to pay directly at the end of the year, I'd have to like just pay something so taxes right you have you yeah no no it's not automatically deducted you have long-term capital gains tax and you have short-term capital gains tax right and the, the idea is that if you bought this investment um over a year ago right they'll basically say hey we're, we're gonna tax you at zero percent or 15 percent or 20 percent however if it's less than a year they're gonna charge you as your ordinary income that's how this is gonna happen, right? So if you get if you're if you get taxed at, for example, twelve percent or twenty-two percent, they'll tax the profits you make, the profits, not the amount you have in there. Okay. So if you made a hundred dollars and you get taxed for that with twenty-two percent, that's the idea. Okay. You don't get taxed on the whole amount, it's just on your profits. So they'll take money out of my account? No. At the end of the year, um, M1 Finance will send you, for example, it taxful it tax um it tax sheet right you grab that sheet you show it to your accountant and that's it and they tell you hey okay so you made this much money from this all right we'll input it we'll put it into your taxes and that's it 
Oh, so it, it, basically when I file my, my W-2, I just yes. I take the sheet from N1. Uh, okay. Yes, yes. That's exactly how it works. Exactly how it works. I, that's a big chunk. I didn't, I didn't really understand the tax part. Yeah, but you, you shouldn't be, you, you're not going to get taxed like crazy at all because you just have $1,000 in there. You probably only made maybe like $200 max. So you can, if you want to take that money out, you're going to get taxed at $200. It's not going to be that much money. And you're frugal, so you'll have that money on hand to go and say, hey, I can cover this. Okay. Yeah. Now, as far as like your long-term portfolio and how you're going to get taxed, it's pretty simple, right? The Roth IRA is basically with post-tax money. So you're not going to get taxed now or then either because you already paid the taxes on it. So just let that money grow and grow and grow. When it's time to take this money out, you can take it all out 100% tax-free. It's all yours. And with the Roth IRA account, does it, does it function like a um, regular stock account? Like I can yeah, pick yeah. stocks for it? You, you have to pick your investments for it. It's, it's just an account. Uh, retirement oh. account, but you have to pick the investments for it. So what I would do, if I could qualify for one, because right, I can't qualify for one, I make too much money. What I would do is basically say, hey, you know what? I'm going to grab the same portfolio that I'm using, right? And just put it inside there and keep investing into it automatically. Okay, so I can just get rid of these, right? I can get, so instead of having a second um, regular account for like dividends, I can just cancel, I can sell that off make a new account as a Roth IRA account, and mm -hmm. then I can just pick my investments like that. Yeah, yeah. However, be careful what you pick, okay? Again, this is going to be a long-term portfolio, and it's going to be for your future. I don't want you to pick the wrong things. Before you know it, you're like 40 or 50, and you, you thought you had a lot of money in there, but the market crashed, you don't have anything. Consider using the portfolio um, that I that I give it's not my portfolio. It's a portfolio by people that are a lot smarter than I am. That have studied investing for a very long time. That's the reason I use that one, okay? Okay, the Grove Vanguard one. Yeah, if okay. you want to use, for example, like the the one I use is called Moderately Aggressive. If you want to be more aggressive, that's fine. It's just like a stock ETF one, that's fine. If you want to be more conservative, you can use the one I use is basically 20% in bonds and then 80% into, um, into stock ETFs. However you want to do it, it's going to be fine. Portfolio is fine as long as you're doing it for the long term. Okay, so array account that, that you pay into every month and a regular stock account? Or Say that again? I said so I would want a Roth IRA account. Yeah, with, with your income right now, you're just going to need, for example, right now two accounts, right? Your Roth 401k with your employer. That's it, right? And then mm -hmm. in M1 Finance, you can have, for example, the Roth IRA. And that's oh, it. So I, so in M1 Finance, I can just be fine with one account. Yeah, you, can, you just need the Roth IRA. That's all you need, just the Roth. Because again, remember, right? You're, right now, you're just investing 10%. So that's not going to be enough money to max out the Roth IRA. So you don't need to have, for example, a taxable account just yet. So just, just um, basically use all that 10% money into investing it. And then focus on basically your emergency account. Once you're done with that, the next goal is going to be, hey, I want to buy this house. I want to do this. And then when it gets to the point where, hey, I want to invest a lot more money, then at that point, if you have any more money left over, you can say, hey, I want to put this into a taxable account. Oh, okay. So. so just now, two things you need to worry about. Your 401k with the company, tell them, hey, I just want to do 6% to get the, ma the maximum match. And then I want to grab, for example, the rest of the money, the 4%, and put it, for example, into my Roth IRA with M1 Finance. That's all you have to okay. do.
and that maxes out at like six thousand. No, it's not gonna max out because again, your priority right now, yeah, yeah, the 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 Roth IRA maxed out at six thousand. But again, you're not gonna max it out because basically your priority right now is to what? Emergency fund. Exactly. What's gonna be your second priority? The Roth IRA. Exactly. No. Um, and, yeah. and then after that, you're gonna have to go ahead and buy a house, right? When you buy a house, your priority is gonna be, hey, I want to pay off this mortgage a lot faster by putting, for example, an extra fifteen percent. You're in. What? Go ahead. What what, I, what what I'm stuck at is um, what happens when the Roth IRA hits um, max. When it's max, when it's max, you just you just don't invest more into it because you 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 can't you can't. There's a limit to how much oh. you can invest into it. Now oh, when you're like, that. yeah, when you're 50 and older, you can put in seven thousand. So for example, if I make, let's say okay, let's say I make um blah blah, let's say I make a lot of money, right? And I just maxed out my Roth IRA, right? What do I do now if I have extra money to invest? The answer is I can put that money into a normal taxable account because I can't put more money into my Roth IRA. Now, a taxable account is just going to be an ordinary, regular brokerage account with no tax benefits whatsoever. What you have right now in M1 Finance, in Robinhood, and every single app you actually have right now. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So I, I have accounts I really don't need because I'm not in. I'm not ready for that step yet. Exactly, exactly. Your accounts that you need right now are just like your retirement accounts, and to build up your emergencies, and then save for your down payment. You buy your home, you pay it off fast, you keep investing while you're doing all this process, and that's the goal. Okay, and so once I'm done with my IRA maxed out, start start a regular taxable account while or while or do I go for so I'm done with the Mac. I'm done with the Roth IRA. Do I, I start working towards buying the house first, or working towards the taxable account, or I'll do it both at the same time? Well, okay. So let me let me just break down these steps again, just just to um clarify. The first step in the plan is to become debt free and save thousand dollars. You already did that. The second step is to build the foundation. That means I want to save for emergencies, three to six months. And I also want to start investing automatically around 10% of my money. That's it. Just invest 10% of your money. Now you're going to be investing, you're going to be saving for emergencies around 10 to 30%, even more of your money. That's the goal just for emergencies. Once emergencies is filled up and completed, you move on to phase three, step three. That's basically, Hey, all right, I have extra money now. Let me go ahead and save for a 10 to 20% down payment. While you're saving up, you're still investing. You haven't stopped doing that at all, right? You're still investing. Now, once you have the down payment money and you buy a home, right? That mortgage is going to become a part of your expenses. Now, you still should have some extra money left over because again, you're using the 33% rule. With the extra money, you continue investing, but you also grab, for example, 15% of your income to put it towards paying the mortgage faster, earlier, so you're done. Now, step four is, once you're done with this house and you pay it off in full, step four is all about enjoying your money a lot more. So you keep investing automatically, you never wanna stop investing throughout this whole period, and but you, but you might actually wanna increase your, your investments, Ashley, and then your expenses are a lot lower because basically you own a home, so that expense is basically gone. If you want to have more fun, you can if you want to. If you want to give more money, you can if you want to. Okay, That's the overall that. plan. 
So everything is by phase, right? Phase one, debt free. Phase two, foundation, emergency and start investing. Phase three is buying a home and paying it off. Phase four is autopilot. You get to enjoy everything you've done before. Okay. Well, well, thank you. I want to ask too. Yeah. I, I want to start teaching my kids about this stuff because I'm still learning. Yeah. Um. Do you, Do you have any like maybe teenager books that you would recommend that can explain this on like a bare level? Because I, I have the book Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah. The The only thing with Rich Dad Poor Dad is that it involves a lot of leverage. And I'm not a big fan of leverage because, again, you get to risk everything you have. And if things mess up, you get to go bankrupt if you want to. Like, like um, by the way, Robert Kiyosaki did go bankrupt at one point. So I don't I don't like that whole game he plays. As far as, for example, teaching your kids, I'd probably use, for example, an envelope system. So, like, every time you give them, for example, like, um, any money, whatever, you say, hey, you should always save 10% or 20, 30% and put it on the side for this reason. Just like breaking down to them slowly. I don't I don't have any books to recommend so far as far as kid, but I think Dave Ramsey has a book on kids. It's called um um what is it called? It's called by rate it's, it's called Smart Money and Smart Kids. It's by Dave Ramsey. Smart Money and Smart Kids. It was made by Dave Ramsey and his daughter Rachel. That should help you too. But it's all about making it fun and just making it basic. That's all it is. Just breaking it down to a core level. Okay, I got you. All right. Did I answer all your questions? Yeah. All right. Perfect, brother. Well, it was fun talking to you. If you do have any more questions, you can always just go ahead and schedule a call. I'm always available. You know that. And have fun, bro. All right. Well, thank you for helping me out, man. All right, brother. Have fun. You too. Alright guys, so, you know, people might think, Tommy, wow, you explain things so many times. You know, I am such a big fan of breaking things down to a level where anyone can understand it. And I'm still not there yet. The goal is to break it down so you're like, oh, a five-year-old can understand this, you know? And it's all about just the steps, okay? Step one is, you basically get out of debt, right? You're debt-free. Step two, foundation, emergency, start investing. Step three is you buy a home, lower your expenses. And step four is just autopilot. That's all it is. Those are the four steps, you know? And overall, that's why I have to create a course. I have to create a system. That way, people when you say, hey, I'm gonna go through this whole course and set this up automatically. That way, I don't ever have to worry again. So that's why I take all these calls to learn more and more from you guys directly. Now, guys.